Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you in Vancouver. This is Oilers Now. The Oilers will fly or er, uh, practice tomorrow uh, in Vancouver and then fly into San Jose where they'll take on the struggling Sharks. A man who uh, interviewed for the San Jose Sharks general manager position will join us shortly. That's former NHL GM player and agent Brian Lawton brought to you by Wow Factor Desserts from cheesecakes to pies cakes to flan score your perfect fall treat today check out the complete lineup at wowfactordesserts.com tyler has uh texted us on the ashley fine floors text line and tyler says bob the bouchard discourse out there already on your ashley fine floors text line does not uh shed a positive light on the intelligence of the listening audience. Nothing like running off your best right shot defenseman. You can text us 780-496-0063. We bring aboard Brian Lott. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Bob. Better than the Edmonton Oilers right now. Yep. There's winning and there's misery. And this team is 2-8-1 and, and it has been ugly. Your thoughts? Uh, challenge to figure out exactly what's the problem beyond the obvious but it feels like it's more than just the goaltending as you lose confidence this is not uncommon to happen to a team Uh, a lot of pressure for this club coming into the season they haven't lived up to it obviously everybody saw the big change today with Jack Campbell being assigned to the American Hockey League Um, maybe that is the wake-up call the players need. But clearly for me, having been a player and a general manager in this league, players look like they're at that point where they're expecting some things to happen. They realize the performance that they should be giving hasn't been there. And sometimes you can get a little bit stuck. Will this move of sending Jack Campbell down maybe jar the group a little bit? Possibly. Uh, There's a lot going on for the Edmonton Oilers right now, and yet as they head to play San Jose, that's going to be a lot of pressure for them. That's a game they're expected to win. They must win. Well, there's no question about that. Um, So let's start in goal. Do you have a – I mean, the short term is Pickard comes up, we, we would assume. Uh, for Jack Campbell. And uh, we mentioned that the American Hockey League Bakersfield Condors are actually flying uh, into Vancouver tomorrow. Uh, they play in Abbotsford Thursday and Saturday. Then they play next Tuesday and Wednesday in Calgary. So they're in Canada for about six. Uh, and I would assume Campbell's going to get three of those four starts uh, to get some uh, time in, in goal. Uh, and I know we spoke earlier today, Brian, it's interesting. The Bakersfield Condors have the best save percentage in the American Hockey League and the Oilers have the worst save percentage in the NHL. Uh, any potential trade targets? Put your GM hat on here. If you were Ken Holland, who, who would you try to go out and go get? It's very complicated for them because in order for them to get a goaltender back, if you're going to start right there, you're going to have to be creative. 
for the obvious reasons. Everybody is up against the cap. But if you're going to move a goaltender, right, and there's really only one player, I, I don't feel that you could send or clear Stuart Skinner through no, waivers. Not waivers. Someone's claiming him. Guy was an all-rookie exactly. last year. Exactly. And the number is low enough even in the twos where people would take that bet. They won't, on the other hand, take that bet on Jack Campbell right now. That That's not necessarily an indictment against Jack. That's just the reality of a stuffed-up salary cap world. Doesn't mean he can't play good again. He's got to get his game back, though, in order for that to happen. So in order to make a trade or effectuate a trade, you're probably going to have to give something up to include oh, significant assets. I mean, we're talking about a guy three years left at five million that has not been able to perform at that level for the Oilers through the first year and a bit of the trade. I mean, you're, you're. I mean, I'm going to give you three names. Like, would would Nashville trade Juicy Sorrows? They would, but they feel unlikely that they would take back Jack Campbell for me. But and they were probably, and they would probably yeah. get minimum two first round picks for him. He's had nine nineteen, nine nineteen the last two years as a save percentage in the league. What about yeah, Bennington and Buffalo? Or a- sorry, B- what about Bennington and St. Louis, Brian? Possible. Jordan's been up and down since his Stanley Cup winning run, which is amazing. Um, Doug Armstrong's always open for a good trade if he thinks he could make his team better. He's the one guy that would have the courage to just go ahead and do it. Ken, obviously, Holland has a very strong relationship with Doug. Um, so, yes, that would be a possibility. But then you're into teams, Bob, that maybe in the transition that they're in, like the Chicago Blackhawks, they could afford to at least take a player like Jack Campbell who hasn't performed up to his contract at this time, and it wouldn't necessarily derail their plans of getting back to being a playoff team. They've got time on their side. Um, And you can keep going in that ilk. I do think Anaheim would consider moving John Gibson, but I don't think they'd be a target to take back. So you're really looking at a multi-year deal, most likely, in my opinion, in order to be able to effectuate a trade that doesn't completely derail the Edmonton Oilers. So it's interesting because Frank Cervelli reported in the offseason that Gibson had requested a trade out of Anaheim. This was denied by Gibson's agent, Kurt Overhart, uh, who, by the way, uh, knows Kevin Bieksa pretty well. And uh, so there was a little bit of discourse back and forth. Cervelli was the same guy that reported that Overhart was going to lose one of his staffers to an NHL organization. Overhart denied it and then that guy ended up working for the nhl team so saravelli was right i like gibson but the last three years on gibson have not been his finest he has struggled now anaheim's playing pretty good right now they're a bit of a surprise again he's 6.4 million dollar guy i mean you'd, you'd have to move hell and earth to make that happen but the listeners are saying right now brian well that's the position you're in here you got mcdavid and dry you got to go get goaltending resolved yeah, that's right. I'm not sure John Gibson, you know, his game hasn't been there, as you're pointing out, over the last three years. I do think he could get back and find it. Maybe he'd be re-energized. It feels to me like he's a little bit stale in Anaheim. So, you know, that would be a cautious move, in my opinion. But there isn't 
a an open canvas out there for the Edmonton Oilers to go on and target a goaltender anywhere specifically. Brian Lawton is joining us. He's former NHL general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, the number one overall pick in the 1983 NHL draft. He started Octagon's player agency, and he is brought to you by Wow Factor Desserts. From cheesecakes to pies, cakes, and so much more, score your perfect fall treat today. Check out their complete lineup at wowfactordesserts.com. Uh, this just isn't on the goaltending. The Oilers have given up 21 goals against off of the rush this year. They've only scored six themselves. What are you seeing, Brian? It isn't on the goaltending, but, uh, you know, watching every minute of last night's game, when Edmund came out with a great push, could only get one behind Thatcher Demko, and then the wheels kind of falling off the bus for Edmonton. You know, where it felt like every shot was going in against them is really derailing. And it's difficult on a club. Now, there were mistakes in the game that can be cleaned up. I think they will be cleaned up by the coaching staff. But as a starting point, it's really starting to become laser-focused on the goaltending for me. The defense, I have always been consistent with, can be upgraded. But it hasn't been to the level that has been reflected in the goaltending. And that's concerning. I'm sure Ken Holland is very concerned with this. Ken is a very patient guy, and yet at the same time, you know that he wants to get something done. You can see the season, even after 10 games, slipping away. So I sense there there is a sense of urgency. It's just not an easy task to get done, particularly this early in the year, when you have to move a player out with a large cap hit. Brian, the Oilers led the league in goal scoring last year. They're 26 today. Did you see this happening? No. This has really surprised me. And these are some of the toughest decisions you have to make when you're evaluating the club as a general manager. You know, what does this mean? Why has that happened? Last year was a great year for a lot of players on the Edmonton Oilers. You and I have talked about that. Career years for a number of players. Do you normally plan for that after a season like last year? No, but I did not see the floor dropping out in terms of their offensive production the way it has in a small sample size, to be fair. I expected more. Um, two big guys have not looked like themselves. That's concerning. Obviously, connor has been injured, uh, but even Leon heading into last night's game, Brian Nugent-Hopkins... Uh, The goals weren't coming at the rate that really provided a cushion for this club last year. Even if the goaltending did drop, they scored so many goals, it was still a very real possibility that they would get wins. It hasn't been the case this year. It's strongly reflected in their record. I always find it interesting when criticism gets directed to, because there seems to be in Edmonton a specific thing about skilled puck-moving defensemen and their level of competitiveness. And uh, a couple of the guys that have espoused the criticism over the year, ironically, do not handle personal criticism very well, in my experience. Uh, you know, I, we're, we're up front. I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. Some of you don't like that I work for the club and host the show. That comes with the territory. You're allowed to disagree with my takes. I want to get specifically to Bouchard. 
Mark Spector asked after the game last night why Jay Woodcroft didn't bench Bouchard after he made not one but two mistakes on a goal against. Now, the Oilers were still in the game at that point. Brian, who do you think the, is the best puck-moving defenseman on the Edmonton Oilers? I believe that's the answer, Bob. I mean, they don't have a lot of options if they're trying to generate offense from the back end, and particularly when they're not getting you know, their forward groups that are just rolling offensively and generating a massive number of quality chances. You're going to look for your D to participate, and Evan is their top guy. Is it acceptable that, and everybody saw the play that everybody's talking about, is it acceptable to step up and pinch and not be successful? Yes, that is. Is it acceptable not to get a piece of the body on the player so that he doesn't get back up ice, beat you up ice, and score the goal? That's about where the line gets drawn. The interesting deal with the Oilers right now is that because of the cap crunch, they don't really have a lot of options, not only to bench a guy during a game in which they're trailing, but even to make changes. I had this discussion with Jock Lemire much, and he just hated when the rosters got really tight when you didn't have options to move things around. That's how he motivated a team. The Oilers don't have a lot of flexibility in that right now because, quite frankly, they just don't have that many players on the roster. It is also a different age with the players as well. They respond differently to things. And, I mean, I, I had guys text me, in the, and I didn't read a couple of times. One guy used the term, they need to smack that guy. Uh, now, now, saying that, I would not have, he was, and he was referring to disciplining an older player and giving him a smack. And I know he was half joking around. But you really can't go down that... I think what Speck was saying is a defensible position to, to, to have. Okay, uh, why didn't you bet? I mean, he keeps making the same mistakes 4-2 game, but also the Oilers were still in the game at 4-2, and again, Bouchard's their best offensive defenseman. Brian, the Ottawa, and I'm sure the listeners are aware of this, it is 549 at Edmonton. Brian Lawton for Wow Factor Desserts, calling the staff at Wow Factor Desserts. The Ottawa Senators in the last three days have had their team captain, Brady Kachuk, and Claude Giroux speak about the challenges and the negativity of playing in the Ottawa market. Geez, I thought in Ottawa it was left to politics. Apparently it's not. Do you think it's harder to play in the Canadian markets than it is in the U.S.? Especially at this time of the year when the NFL and NCAA college football is on and hockey's in the back burner in the States. There's no doubt it's harder to play in the Canadian markets. You know, I look at just the past of the, you know, essentially just look at, including Jay, the last three coaches the Oilers have had. I know every one of these guys, every one of them is a quality human being, and yet this market at times has frustrated them. Clearly that was the case for Todd McClellan. Uh, Dave Tippett is one of my best friends. I can speak to that. I don't think it's any real news to the listeners out there that he was frustrated. Um, You know, and Jay also is under the gun now. That's clearly part of the equation. Dave Tippett coached in Dallas and in Arizona, and they went through a lot of challenging times, but it's just a different feel. People love hockey in Edmonton. I don't take exception to it at all. Uh, but it's not easy. 
And I know I've heard all the things people say, well, that's what you signed up for when you took a job here. Yes, that's true. Um, but I think it's outsized for what the norm is around the National Hockey League. It's very difficult to play in Ottawa, very difficult to play in Toronto. And it may be as difficult or more difficult than anywhere else to play in Edmonton. Does that mean it can't be done? No. It just means that you need a different approach. I think you, in that market, I think that people are very forgiving, but they're also very quick to call out anybody and everybody, and it extends through the media, Bob. I know you're friends with everybody. I'm friends with a lot of the guys, too, that do it, but it's just a ratchet up in Edmonton, and it is a challenge. But at the same time, that's the deal. If you don't like it, go work somewhere else. There's only 31 other markets to choose from. So I think everybody can deal with it, but at times it's clearly frustrating. I felt like Brady Kachuk has handled things pretty well. Uh, it's a challenging time for them. New owner, new new general manager, coach under pressure, team dead last in their conference who's picked to make the playoffs. I get all the pressures that are going on. Uh, it's not easy. Um, Brady Kachuk will be there. I always think he's the perfect guy to handle that because no matter what you say about him, he's going to give 110% every game for that team. Yeah, well, it's interesting, right? Seven made the playoffs. You look at the Canucks, they've missed the playoffs three straight years, seven of the last eight. They're like a house on fire right now. And the Oilers, they got no mojo going. And we could see it last night. Imagine 19-2, to you're out shooting a team, and you're tied 1-1. Brian, great stuff. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now. My pleasure, Bob. You bet. It is 5.53 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott joining you with Oilers Now. We are going to squeeze in a couple more texts, but we're going to tell you, due to popular demand, and this uh, this trip closes this week, uh, final couple days for the New West travel trip to Montreal with a second added uh, package for the exclusive roadie to watch the Oilers play the Canadians in January. This package includes airfare, three nights in the Deluxe Hotel, downtown Montreal, game tickets, a private suite with food and drinks, and of course, not one, but two uh, welcome receptions with yours truly and special guests. Experience the incredible hockey history in Montreal this January to be a part of this awesome Montreal road trip called New West Travel seven, uh, at uh, visitnewesttravel.com. When we come back, uh, we are going to get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers Now. Don't be offended if we can't get to your text. It's 557 in Edmonton. We're going to read one to the Don who says, Bob, I say get two tough, nasty defensemen and one more right winger that give the Oilers some balls, grit, truculence, belligerence, and nastiness. Trade McLeod for cost and trade Xavier Borgo to Montreal for Arbor Jacai. That comes to us from the Don. Brendan, I don't think the Montreal Canadiens would do that trade. Do you? The players like Jacai don't come around anymore. I do not think that would happen. Yeah, I, I, he's... That's a, that's a hard one. You can text us at 780-496-0063. The Fizzler. He's probably giving me crap about something. Uh... 
Bob, the OEG spin machines must be going into overtime, uh, overdrive, trying to dress up this turkey of a season. That one comes to us from the Fizzler. It has been a poor start. There is no way to sugarcoat it. Thank you very much, Fizzler. Still love you. Still love what you do, Fizzler. Know that, that there are people that support you out there. All right. Uh, we are going to go to NHL today, and it is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brandon. Okay, fresh out of time for this, so I'll just tell you. The Condors head on the road for four straight games. Starts Thursday in uh, in Abbotsford. Hitmen and Oil Kings have a home-and-home series, so too do the Golden Bears and Mount Royal Cougars this weekend. Ten games in the NHL. Uh, who's got the, is Randy doing the news, or where are we heading there? James Brandon? Dunn the rest of the way. All right, James Dunn up next with a global news weather traffic update. Back with Rob Brown.